good morning. It's 9.08, and uh, it's our monthly visit with an Athens County Commissioner. Chris Schmiel doing the duties today. This is the Party Line on 970 WATH. Good morning, folks, and welcome. And uh, good morning, Chris. Good morning. Good to have you here. Thank you. And, uh, you know, let's, let's just remind people of the very basics. There are three county commissioners, right? Yep. And um, the other two, besides yourself, Chris Schmiel, are? Charlie Atkins and Lenny Eliason. All right. Now, uh, what's the term? Uh, it's a four-year term. So um, you, you've had multiple terms, right? I'm in my third term. Okay. And um, let's see. Now, um, the um, Athens County uh, registered voters are who uh, vote on that, right? That's right. Okay. Yep. So, um, y- you know, in, in your third term, um, are there things that um, keep resurfacing that you folks have to deal with all the time that, um, you know, like, for example, um, you know, let me ask you for examples. Are there, are there things that just surface all the time? Well, I mean, the commissioners are responsible for certain things, and so those things really never kind of go away, right? Um, you know, like the sewer district is something the commissioners are responsible for. We, you know, manage the budget for the county, so allocating funds to different general fund areas. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, EMS. Call, when you call 911, 911, EMA, Emergency Management Agency, those are all the sort of core, I would say, things that are kind of running in the background of society that a lot of people don't necessarily think about how does that all get administered, but that's what that's what we do. Well, you mentioned the sewers, and, you know, there's been a major sewer project going on for, well, how long now? A little bit more than a year. Okay. Well, I mean, in construction, you yeah, know, and yeah. then in the planning or, you know, decades. Yeah. And, you know, update us on that. that that's still underway, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, we had uh, six different phases, you know, and, like, we're probably through, like, four of them okay. almost completely now. So we're kind of hopefully over the next year we'll be completing phases six and seven. People are getting uh, letters to connect to different parts of each phase. And, um, you know, yesterday, you know, some we have people that have a financial need to like because the cost of getting connected, um, you know, when we first started this project, our estimates were, you know, two to five thousand dollars to connect to the sewer project. And with inflation since then, you know, now it's it looks like it's more like five thousand to eight thousand hmm. dollars. So things have really gone up in price. And um, you know, uh, the EPA has a grant program, and it's based on you know our uh, cost of living around here, and you know the poverty line, and so uh, people that are in need. There's we were getting some relief uh, from that from the Ohio EPA and just yesterday the commissioners also allocated I think we said $250,000 to help people you know that qualify and there's different levels of qualifying there's uh, you know 100% grant there's 75% 50% and 25% so depending on your income and you know the size of your family um, we allocated some more money to help those in need. Well, uh, um, okay, so um, if, 
of course, these homes had some sort of system. Yes. Um, they had, they most had typically septics. septic tanks, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if someone, can someone say, I don't want to connect? Um, you know, if you're with beyond 200 feet, um, beyond the the sewer line, you are not legally required to connect. Um, there are laws, you know, and that's pretty much why we're here, is the laws at the state level over the years have evolved, and, uh, you know, septic systems, the technology and the quality of the, you know, pollution prevention and all that has evolved. And uh, so, you know, if you're within the area, you pretty much have to connect. Okay. Yeah. It's well, um, and, so that, and that's why I think the commissioners, we feel like, hey, you know, this is forced upon people. We want to make sure that we provide as much support for that transition as possible. So um, I think we said there were six phases, and we're in phase four of the project now, right? Well, I mean, I think phases three and four are sort of, they're wrapping up, but six and seven are going to be getting started. So, yeah. the seven. Okay. And that's getting down Radford Road towards the country club area Mm -hmm. in those areas, over to 56. And um, the hookups are done by private companies? Yeah. Um, and what we really, there's a list of contractors that are approved by the health department, and okay. you can get that list. Uh, we have on the county's website, on the sewer page, you know, we have all those resources, but you can also call the health department and speak to the sanitarians over there. Um, we suggest people get multiple bids. Um, you may want to, you know, like, because if the county, if we get involved and we, you know, through the health department, they uh you know do this grant stuff like we're going to get multiple bids Mm -hmm. and what we found is you know there can be a wide range of prices in those bids Hmm. um so you may collaborate with your neighbors that may reduce some costs um and then you know basically uh there's some deadlines about to connect you know and and i think with the weather you know you only have 90 days after you get this letter from the sewer department to connect, but um, we also are conscious of the fact that if the weather isn't going to cooperate, you know, you can't get it done in that time frame, we understand. Well, speaking of weather, it's supposed to get up to 75 degrees today. Did you know that? Yeah, well, it has been an interesting spring. It is uh, it is March 1st, so at least it yeah. seems a little more normal than... Uh, 80 degrees in February. There's, um, it's just amazing. 75 today, our high. But it snowed in Los Angeles. Yes. You know, it's crazy. So um, let's let's, uh, move to another topic. There's a thing called ARPA. And um, I wasn't sure what it stood for, so I looked it up. The American Rescue Plan Act. Now, I guess when COVID hit, um, they decided there needed to be some assistance for people, right? Yeah. And so um, in 2021, just a couple years ago, um, I guess Congress uh, passed this ARPA plan. American Rescue Plan Act. Um, how does ARPA affect Athens County? Well, we Athens County, we got $12.6 million. And, uh, you know, every municipality that signed on, and that includes townships, villages, and the cities, we all got money from this ARPA. And... You know, I think what was the there was another act not too long before this that not everybody opted into, but this round of ARPA, pretty much every local government, um, you know, took advantage of this opportunity. And uh, we've been in the process of, you know, spending some of that and we still have a little bit more to go. And it's 
a big deal because you know it's Tw- one-time money. Twelve point one, did you say? I think it's twelve point six. Twelve point six. Yeah. For the county. Yeah. But um, townships and cities and so on could. They all got money too. Yeah. yeah. Now. And the state, the state got a ton of money. The. Um, so the money that you get or have received um what do you do with it well i mean there's certain ways that you can spend it and there's it's very complicated but um you know there was a 10 million if you you could do up to 10 million where you called it revenue uh replacement okay and that's got the most free that provides an opportunity so like you can just take up to $10 million and replace your typical, you know, money that you would spend on certain things. Like, you know, for us, you know, the sheriff's office, the prosecutors, you know, all the judges, all that stuff. We could then take our regular general fund money and sort of like a shell game and say, okay, well, then we can use this money to do something else. Um, and then, you know, there's certain, you know, certain things that there were above that $10 million that, qualified and infrastructure was one of the big ones so that means sewer projects water projects broadband things like that we are going to spend two hundred and fifty thousand dollars as part of a match to a grant through the uh appalachian regional commission or the arc Mm -hmm. and this will be expanding um fiber broadband coverage in the amesville area Okay. And that was like part of that grant. And it's going to, you know, Amesville, I don't know if you're aware of this, but, you know, they have pretty poor coverage out there um, as far as broadband and then also uh, self cell coverage. So this is going to help. What was the last item? Uh, broadband? No, cell, cell phone coverage. Oh, cell phone. Oh, yeah. It's horrible okay. out that way. Well, um, that's one example of how we spent the money. Um we gave Albany uh, $1.5 million for a sewer expansion project out there so that there's going to be more uh, sites available for economic development in the county. And that's another big one. And we also did that in the village of Chansey. Okay. Now, broadband. Um, does that mean that... Um wires are in the area and you can connect your home or business to it or are we talking about wireless um, or are we talking about both maybe? Mo- I'd, I'd say mostly what what we're seeing is um, you know like say frontier or spectrum those are all wires you know there are some places like uh, point broadband I think they do a little bit more of that wireless mm-hmm. stuff um but uh you know just recently some folks in the Canaanville area mm-hmm. um frontier has been turning on some more fiber so people who weren't covered previously are now getting pretty nice high speed coverage at an affordable rate so that's exciting so these areas you might say um don't have the population base to um to justify the business, these these broadband providers doing it themselves. So this is to support um, providing that service, eh? Well, in the in the Amesville, ex, you know, example, yes. I mean, these other places like Frontier, they had already gotten you know gobs of money from the feds years ago. So maybe it's just now finally getting to the point where they're turning it on and letting people connect. Um, it's hard to say. Are there other places in the county that, um, you mentioned Amesville, but are there other places that um, lack the service? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the pretty much, you know, all over the place. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. I mean, and that's a big topic of discussion about the maps and the coverage. Um, I guess the FCC the federal communications or whatever yeah Communi- <laughs> federal communications commission yeah yeah so they you know have these maps and if you have one person supposedly in these 
census tracts, then it says that whole census tract's covered, which we all know that's not correct. So there's been a lot of debate recently about making sure the FCC maps are accurate because what happens is a company will say, nope, we've got that place all covered. We're all fine here. Um, and then the funding doesn't flow to make it actually get covered because, of, I don't know, competition probably. Hmm. Well, anyway, so um, there's this move afoot to um, improve that, right? Yep. And there's stuff is actually happening. And then you've got the Starlink option for some other people that are even more remote. Forgive me. I don't know what that is. The Starlink is similar to... It's a satellite-based system. Oh. Uh, Elon Musk, it's part of his whole... I um, see. You know, those low... Ha- so wires aren't involved. That one is all... Yeah, that's satellite. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about, um, I guess, employment and stuff like that. Um, there's a Ohio Means Jobs center yes um is that a physical location yes it's over 510 west union street it's the old restaurant oh the sportsman the sportsman yeah and uh it's right there by the bike path sure that's the ohio means job center hopefully people know that and if you need a job that's where we'd love for you to go what um you know, I get a lot of emails. I'm sure you do too. Some of them list, um, I don't know, jobs that are available locally or regionally or whatever. Um, Ohio Means Job Center. How, how long has this been in, in existence, would you guess? Um, well, this actual facility we've owned just for a couple years. Okay. It used to be in the Plains up there by Piggly Wiggly. Okay. Um, and we moved it to Athens a couple years ago. Um, it's it's based on, I, I think, a state. You know, it's like Ohio means jobs. I think that's part of how the state is trying to promote, you know, workforce development and, uh, you know, people who are on assistance. You know, it's part of the job and family services. And so, you know, how do we get people, you know, the support they need and then get them back in the workforce so that they're, uh, you know, living a productive, successful life? Well, um, do you have any idea how busy they are? You know, I wanted to talk about it today because I guess I'm starting to really understand that, you know, we we need to do better at uh, getting businesses to utilize the Ohio Means Job Center and then also individuals to to utilize that. Um, You know, a lot of people just look up online, you know, and find their own job, you know, but some people may need some help. And that's, you know, like if you needed a job, you could go in there and talk to an employment uh, services counselor Mm -hmm. and they will help you like write your resume, you know, apply for jobs, things like that. You know, I've, uh, I don't remember this happening in the past, but certainly in the last year or two, um, many businesses, and I'm thinking particularly of like restaurants and stuff like that, um, as you walk in or patronize their business, there are signs posted saying, um, you know, we want, um, we need your help. And uh, they, they talk about so many dollars per hour. And frankly, uh, some of these figures look pretty high. Um, what, why, what's going on? Why, why is this? Yeah, I mean, it seems I mean, like they the were whole, in business before. Right. Like, I don't know, the pandemic happened and, you know, just things really shifted around. I think a lot of people left the workforce for various reasons. Um, and now we've got this shortage of workers. And this is not just in Athens County. This is all over the country. Um, when I went to the commissioner's conference, which we have every December, I went to a workshop about basically allevi- alleviating poverty and, and workforce development. And mm-hmm. 
a guy that a commissioner was presenting from uh, over by Millersburg, or um, I forget the name. It's over in the southwestern part of the state. Okay. And their their poverty rate was, I think he said, 6%. Now, our poverty rate is 22%. Meigs County's is 35%. I think uh, Vinton County is like in the low 30s. I mean, so we the poverty that we have in, you know, our region is a lot more extreme. And his biggest problem over there is they had... 15,000 jobs in that three-county area, like at manufacturing facilities that, mm-hmm. they, that they needed to get filled. Um, you know, that hasn't always been the case over in this part of the state. You know, like there always hasn't been an excess of jobs. And, you know, but now we do have a lot of jobs. And there's also the ability to work remotely, which is, you know, people, more and more people are doing that. And so uh, it's an exciting time to try to get more people back into the workforce. Um, And I want to talk about, real quick, young people, you know, high school age to right out of high school, Mm -hmm. you know, because those are critical years. And that's a lot of the focus right now um, is we're trying to make sure that if you're a junior and senior in high school that, you know, you have a plan when you're leaving high school. If you're not going to college, if you're not going to the military, you know, what are you gonna be doing? And so I uh, saw a really great workforce development program and it was it was based out of Mark Porter down in Meigs County. Mm-hmm. And they work with the high school down there and the high school has an automotive track. And in high school, and the and the the Mark Porter is pretty close to the high school, so this makes it real easy. The kids from the high school go over and start working at Mark Porter, and they get paid to learn. And then if things work out, when they actually graduate, they're graduating with jobs at Mark Porter. I mean, and that that's super. I'd say if ideal if we could do more of that. So you got apprenticeships, like say you know a young person's interested in you know construction heavy equipment you know you can get in these apprenticeship programs and then basically you graduate from that in a short amount of time you're in a you're in a union and then you're making pretty decent wages with benefits and uh you know it's like if if kids don't have a plan in those critical years it seems like they can go off the rails get them and if they start hanging out with the wrong people i know i sound like a dad Mm. i guess i am um you know, it's like you can just wind up in trouble, you know, in trouble, in, in jail, dead, you know, with the drugs these days. And so, like, get we need to get these folks jobs, and that's pretty much what I'm excited about right now. We have lots of jobs around here. How do we get more people back in the workforce? Well, uh, so, you know, there's um, some sort of numbers, I guess, where we say, uh, well, X percent of Athens County um, is unemployed. Yeah. Um, and is you know there, that that other number is the people in the workforce. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And I think yeah, there's a lot of different numbers we could look at. There's the you know, and you got sh- around here. We do have this generational poverty, though. You know, we've got people that have gone through general it's not like a situational thing like where you know you didn't you lost your job define that generational poverty it's it's okay so situational poverty is you know you lose your job for a while but then you get another job right um then you got people that they've never had a job and their parents have never had a job you know multiple generations generational poverty and uh, actually been reading this interesting book called Understanding Poverty. And it's written uh, by this Dr. Ruby Payne is her name. And she worked in schools. Um, and I've been really enjoying that book. And it it leads to this other book called Bridges Out of Poverty. And uh, there was just, I don't know, last week, if you saw um, the OU health, health 
sciences, whatever they did that maid. Did you hear about that? Uh, I guess not. Okay, sorry. But um, you know, just this whole topic about generational poverty. How do you know? Getting people to want to get out of poverty, getting them the skills, the you know the work skills, uh, maybe a mentor. You know, this is it's not easy. That's you know this region's been poor for a long time, and you know if it's going to change, it's it's going to be a lot of work. So. Well, so the Ohio Means Job Center, right? Um, are they pleased with the level of people that come to them or not? I mean, I think we're out trying to make work. We have this mobile unit now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's JFS, Job and Family Services, on wheels. So it goes around to places around the county, you know. And we're trying to reach out and get in, you know, make sure people know that JFS is there to provide, you know, support, but then, you know, help with uh, advancement in you know how much money you're making so training there's all kinds of programs available that you can get trained to do things like if you if you go through a cdl training you've got a job right now there's a million places that need cdl drivers oh oh, um, commercial yes driver license social workers huge need for those um you know and so there's there's a lot wide range of needs all the trades electricians all that stuff. Well, um, I, I would. What I would like to see, Dave, is like that number of twenty-two percent poverty, just go down. You know, twenty-one, twenty percent poverty. You know, like I just want us to see making some progress. It's, it's a slow process, but I'm hoping we can do it. Let's. Um, well, okay, so. We've talked about the sewer system in in um, ARPA and Ohio means jobs and broadband. You know, let's let's move to another topic. Let's um, okay, uh, the land bank. And um, when we finish this one, I want you to think of another topic that we should hit too. But the Athens County Land Bank, what is it? Well, it's... A I know we've talked about it before, but let's, let's assume yeah. our audience has never heard of it. It's, it. it's a part of, you know, revitalizing Athens County. And it's a tool that certain counties in the state, I think we're up to 70-some counties have implemented a land bank. And what what land banks do primarily is they deal with abandoned tax delinquent properties, so blighted properties. The city of Athens doesn't have that many, uh, but we've done a lot of work in the Trimble Township and Nelsonville and sporadic, you know, around the whole county itself. So, you know, from Albany and Shade or Coolville, you know, out in the uh, townships so you know we all know what a blighted property is it may look very run down you know vegetation growing all over the house or the roofs caving in you know places like that that's and oftentimes when you look into those locations you see the the property owner hasn't paid taxes well then you look a little bit deeper and oh the maybe the property owner died and didn't have an estate and it just sat there and, you know, basically rotted. So a lot of places are like that. And uh, so we get funding. We tear a lot of those places down and turn them back over to uh, someone else to own, do something with, and uh, get back on the tax rolls. So that helps our local tax base, basically improves our community's livability and uh, can lead to economic progress now you know the county commissioners throughout the state meet periodically and they share ideas and successes and failures um, conversation um, how does Athens County stack up do you do you feel that we're um, 
pretty much typical of similar counties our size and economics and all of that sort of thing or are we better than most or you know that sort of thing i mean i think it depends on how you want to look at it you know like if well, do, do you want to look at it at the you know how much poverty we have you know i don't know like i'd say you know typical it's hard to say what's typical because you know different parts of the state are really different you know what i mean uh i'd say we're pretty typical for this part of the region we're a little bit more advanced i'd say than some of our neighboring counties just because we have a little bit bigger uh population Mm -hmm. you know we have ohio university which is very helpful and hawking college um so yeah there's so do do all the do all the counties in the state have land banks? No, not all the counties. Okay. Um, Most, I think I think there's like seventy some out of eighty eight. Okay. A lot no. of them do. A lot um, of them do. You know, we just got ours started. I think it was back in twenty sixteen is when we started, or twenty eighteen. Um, so we've, I think we've gotten a lot done in a short amount of time. We, it took us a while to get it started. Um, but then after we did, we, you know, and actually right now we've got a, a four different demolition projects going on around, this, around the county. So there's some Nelsonville, uh, Gloucester, Chansey, um, I think out in Stewart as well. So like, you know, that just, you know, makes these neighborhoods just a lot nicer and then somebody may want to buy that piece of property and build a new house and uh and then just there's a lot of health and safety hazards that those blighted properties oftentimes attract you know not the best healthy activities right so well and you know it also affects um you could have a one of these right next to a very well-maintained property yeah and it affects that property yes now last week the land bank we worked with heritage ohio and uh we were one of the sponsors for an event that talked about because we tear down so many places right we are we are also very conscious of trying to save buildings that are you know worth saving and the land bank owns i think six old uh historic you know type buildings in downtown gloucester so that's one of our biggest kind of projects right now is getting those redeveloped and we put a new roof on one of them you know we've had different structural engineers look at them and you know gloucester is probably the most you know that trimble township in general is one of the most you know challenged areas in our county there's no transportation i think it speaks to the boom and bust of the the coal heritage there you know back in the day you know that place was booming you know but as 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 the coal mines you know left um you know over the years you know the population has dwindled and you know reinvestment in the community has not happened as much as it you know and so like right now that's what we're trying to to get to happen so it's exciting times um we hopefully will be declaring that a historic district and uh, that'll unlock things like historic preservation tax credits to help you know get those buildings redeveloped and also save the heritage of that you know the coal industrial era because you know this part of the state we fueled and you know our bricks our lumber our coal you know we were part of building the rest of the ohio and you know the country so three county commissioners do you each have a certain specialty i you know yeah i mean i would say any county commissioner brings to the table you know their values their interests their background their uh you know goals so yeah charlie lenny and i we're all three different individuals we Mm -hmm. all have three different perspectives three different you know everything so i think that's the beauty of democracy 
you know, is working with other people. We all think we know everything. We all think, you know, we see, we see it all, you know, but we don't, you know. And so that's why they, I think, have designed things to be collaborative and that keeps everything in check and balanced. What, what is, um, when you think of county government, is there something that you've always wished you guys could, uh, the commissioners could tackle but have been unable to, to get involved with for one reason or another? Um, I mean, I have my own personal goals. You know what I mean? And uh, We'll share some of those. Well, like this whole thing about the workforce development right now is, is for me, a pretty hot topic. Um, it's a challenge, you know, to change the economics of our county. It's not that easy. But I don't know. It's like, you know, a good challenge just helps growth happen, I would say. And so I've been spending a fair amount of time, you know, work, getting to know the job and family services, Ohio means jobs system. And then also spending time with employers and trying to, you know, make that connection. And that's what that workforce development thing's about. So, I mean, that for me is like sort of the, the hottest topic that bleeds over into all these other things like you know, economic development, preparing sites so that we can diversify our economy. You know, we have, we're sort of like a, you know, we're a college town, right? So we have a lot of employment with um, Ohio University and Hawking College. How do we continue to diversify so we don't, you know, could we bring in more manufacturing? Yes, we do have places like Sterling Ultra Cold, which is, a uh, you know, got a hundred some employees and um, providing a really world-class, uh, you know, product for the world. Um, you got Sun Power, you got Jackie O's, you know, you got all these different things. And uh, right now, Molly Fitzgerald over at the Economic Development Council, you know, we need more sites available. We have the uh, Industrial Park, which Bill Tyson Industrial Park in the Plains. Mm-hmm. Over the years, you know, that place has filled up. And those, you know, all that has been developed. And so now we're trying to find more places so we can have more people, you know, access to jobs, good jobs. Well, the, um, you know, if if you drive around, and we all do, it seems like there's a lot of open spaces. Um, Well, yeah, but it gets a little more complicated because these spaces have to have, you know, infrastructure, right? You know, you can't open a business without some sort of maybe sewer water you know uh, broadband that kind of infrastructure Mm. and if you know things are look at look at columbus road look at how things are going to be changing here with this marietta memorial project Mm. happening soon you know so slowly you know things just keep evolving um so you know i think it's a process i for me i set goals and uh this workforce development, economic development, community revitalization, these are all things that I'm passionate about. Um, one of the other things that, you know, that leads into for me is a, a real good conversation about is should the Athens, should Athens County have a park district? That's another tool that many counties in the state have implemented. And I think Athens County needs to look at you know, is it appropriate for Athens County to have a park district? So I've been, I mean, engaged with that conversation right now with various stakeholders in the county and learning from other counties. So I'm hoping that will come to some sort of fruition here in the future. Well, you know, we have, um, we have tremendous opportunities already in that area. Um, the Wayne, yeah, and and um, federal land, state land, right? Public, you know, that's you know, and there's different flavors of park districts. Every county, you know, you got metro parks, so you know, more urban areas. Some of those places have more, you know, sports programming. They help coordinate things like that. 
I think in general, Park District would lead to just healthier lifestyle for the county. Well, um, so, you know, this is unfair of me to ask you, but um, are the dreams or wishes of each county commissioner, can they vary a lot? Sure, absolutely. So, um, what um, talk about the general uh, topics of dreams that some of the other commissioners might have that we haven't discussed? Well, okay. So one thing I've learned to do is not to speak for my fellow commissioners. Oh, really? <laughs> Uh, you know, it's sort of like uh, I've been in a r- long-term relationship with my, my two cohorts. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they, they, they're their own people, and I don't speak for them. Um, I will say that, you know, over the years, I mean, because I've been working with those guys for uh, 11 years now, and, you know, we've sort of settled into, you know, we try to, I think, work where we're comfortable. And I'd say that because we all have different interests and focuses, you know, like maybe I do certain things and Charlie does certain things and Lenny does certain things. And I think those all kind of comp, we can all complement that by working together. So I should know the answer to this, but I don't. Um, are all your terms um, on the same basis or are they staggered? They're staggered. Okay. Um, Lenny was just reelected on the, he was on the governor's cycle. Okay. And then Charlie and I, our cycle is the presidential cycle. Okay. So that's coming up. Fair enough. What, um, tell me your personal life, county commissioner, if, if, if you divided your time and said of uh, 60% of my time is involved with, um, Making cheese, uh, which is something you've done over the years, um, or twenty percent, you know, and then county commissioner takes up X percent. I'm just curious about your personal life. Is this um, is it? Do you consider it a full time job? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's you can't turn it off, so it's not like you can just you know go home at the end of the day and and just not be a county commissioner that doesn't Mm -hmm. happen so you know when you're an elected official you're sort of always on and even though i may be doing things in my own personal life i'm still a commissioner you Mm -hmm. know so uh you're pretty much you know i give everybody my cell phone number so you know if people call me text me at any time i answer the phone i try to deal you know listen to what what's going on and deal with it so you know there's no shortage of things to do and when you have your own business it's the same way you know so you can like i i get up early i go to bed i work as hard as i can i go to bed early and get up and do it the next day you know and uh sort of enjoy i guess personal development you know working on myself trying to do a good job in all those different aspects of my life so um i'm all in i you know try to schedule my time uh, a certain way so that I get certain things done but um, you know you have to react to certain things too and there's always something going on the um, <clears throat> let me just ask you to um, put on a different hat here for a minute um, you know I've been very proud of our community's farmers market and um, um, they had to move recently and uh, what's your what's your feeling about all of that well we didn't have to move we chose to move okay yeah and i'm on the board of the athens farmers market and i've been a vendor i've been a vendor since i think 2003 Mm -hmm. um and yeah for me one of the reasons i really love athens is the community you know people i think here care uh um, we have a high level of caring people uh and I think the farmer's market is part of that ecosystem, I guess you could call it. And uh, so, yes, the farmer's market, we just celebrated our 50th year. Wow. And uh, originally, uh, 
the farmer's market was at the old airport site, which is where the community center is yep. back in, I guess, the 70s, right? And uh, had been there most of the time. And then when the community center was built back in, I guess that was in the late 90s, something like that. Gee, I was kind of chairman of the board at that time of the Arts, Parks, and Rec, but I don't, I can't remember specific years. Yeah. People keep teasing me and say, Prevagen, Dave, Prevagen. Uh-huh. It's um, uh. some sort of <laughs> pill, <laughs> pill that helps your memory. But anyway, um, but I understand. I remember the original. Yep. And how it then had to relocate. And then it went down the street to the mall. Yeah. It spent, you know, many years down there. And oh, I walked that stretch every Saturday. And um, so now the present uh, location with the solar panels and everything. Yes. Uh, how are, how is that being received? I think it's pretty good. You know, it's got some challenges. You know, but. Uh, you know, we just moved over in the late fall, so I think it was October or something yeah. that we moved over there. We had an indoor component at, in the rec center. Um, we're in conversations with the city about a longer-term, you know, development that would lead to, you know, just a better market. So uh, there was a big study that was done a couple years ago. This was, like, right before the pandemic hit. The study came out. Was, I forget. It was... It was a consultant was hired, and they helped develop this, an option for that. Then the pandemic hit, everything sort of went on the wayside, and now uh, we're resurrecting that plan, looking at it, and then working with the city to say, how can we move forward to, to get to that dream ultimate location there? So, Well, as we get together monthly, uh, keep us up to date. Absolutely. What's the topic I haven't brought up? We've got four minutes left. Um, well, you know, yesterday we uh, op- we were talking about the, a new 911 center. Okay. And uh, we had recently put out to bid a building that was going to be is going to be built up in the plains on Connet Road, and uh, we've bid it out twice and. And both times, uh, well, we only had limited bidders, and the bids were too high. So we're in this environment right now where there's so much work going on all over the state with Intel moving in and with all this ARPA money funding projects. Uh, it's really hard to get bids. And uh, so we're, we're going to retry to bid that again, and that would be for our uh, new 911 center and a new emergency management um, offices or an EOC, Emergency Operations Center. Now, uh, the last I knew, it was uh, the 911 center was operating out of the sheriff's building. Yes, it's in the basement. Is it still? It is. And we're sort of been duct taping and you know zip tying things together there for a while we've got we gotta we've got to make some progress um we've got issues in there where uh we need to repair things that we can't do with all that electronics intertwined through the infrastructure up there so we're really hoping we can get this moved on um so we're rebidding it and uh, we're also applying for a big grant from uh the feds hoping that'll help pay for the emergency operations center so and another dream or wish that we could uh, um, bring up well another thing we could talk about is the age-friendly Athens County Um, that's a project that started a couple years ago and that's a designation that uh, a community can can uh, obtain and Athens County is working in that direction, and it's a it's a global effort. Um, in America, it's it's sort of under the auspices of AARP, and even though it sounds like it's it's age friendly, is not just for quote unquote old people. It's for everybody, and it involves things ju- that just make our communities more livable. And recently, the commissioners allocated some funds from the senior levy funds to the health department 
to hire a person to help administer some of those goals or help our community work towards those goals. Um, you know, housing uh, for seniors, for sure. Um, medical care, inclusion in society, all kinds of. Years ago, um, we had a local organization, the JCs, and I was very active in it. So were lots of of people who today are now my age, right? <laughs> and um, and they did so many neat things. Um, but among them was to to have a senior center, and. Um, then they did housing for seniors, and that's all down on Kern Street, if you mm, uh-huh. recall, and all of that stuff. And, um, you know, I just, boy, I wish there was, the JC still existed because they got so much done. Uh, all the recreational properties down on West, um, West State? Uh-huh. No, West, whatever it is down there. Uh-huh. The ball fields? Yeah. And, shelter houses around town and yeah. different things. What happened to the JCs? They just I don't think they exist much anywhere oh. anymore. Wow. Yeah. What a shame. Well, we're out of time. Um, Chris Meal, County Commissioner, thank you for coming in. Thanks, Dave, for and, having me. And uh, we'll do it all over again here. Um, Hopefully Lenny will be here next month. Okay. We'll look forward to it. Folks, we're out of time. CBS, next in news, next in sound. We'll see you tomorrow. In our 73rd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H-F-M.